Back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Welcome back on the block. Almost had a fumble <laughs> days early. <laughs> I had, I was trying to, uh, you know, you, you, you try to get a little, you try to get a little insight on some things, you know, news out there that's popping around. And uh, I could not find the remote to turn this TV off. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, I'm coming back on the block. It's about to be trouble. I fumbled. And that's what we don't want to see coming this weekend. We don't want to see a lot of those fumbles. But listen, the they've already made some predictions, man. Uh, they're they're throwing some stuff out there. But here's the thing I, I think about that, and 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 why this always happens, right? The problem with doing what they're doing, Bach, with trying to say who's the top twenty-five going out of the year, the outro uh, top twenty-five. Who is that going to be? The problem with that is the transfer portal. The problem with that is the exodus for the draft. Who's leaving? Who's staying? And the, and the other part of that is most of those teams that they throw in there are most teams that they played in the NCAA tournament. So we still don't know who's coming back, what coaching shifts are going to be made, who's going to make exits, and and we can talk about that right now. Let's just let's we can jump onto that because St. Pete, who made St. Peter's, who made the NCAA tournament, made a deep run, you know, almost got there. Those cats made a mass exodus. Three of their top top players bolted. Yeah. So that could change the whole dynamic. And 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 that's what can happen to a, a dupe. That's you know, you're just hoping that they're going to replace the players that were there with other players, or maybe you you're making an assessment as to what they have on on the bench, right? But the new coach, for example, with Duke, you know, they're looking at Mike leaving, Mike Shashevsky leaving. You know, they've got um, you know a new coach that's going to be coming over and taking over, um, but they also have a number one class of five freshmen coming in, so. But how are they going to perform? You're, you're banking on the potential of five freshmen coming in and basically just getting busy. And I just think I don't think you can really dictate that. That's just my opinion on it. So right now they have Duke at number one. They have UCLA at number two. Um, you have uh, North Carolina and at three, Kentucky at four. And you're losing probably your you're probably losing your best guy, your player of the year in Shibway. How do you just you know what I'm saying? How do yeah. you recover from that? You're 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 making a prediction assuming that Oscar Shibway comes back. But if he leaves, that is a major piece. You basically got carried there by Shibway. And at this point, you're going to label them as the number four team in the country. 
that's just that's just crazy for me. But, yeah, hey. that's why that's why they call it the way too early top 25 for a reason, because it really is way too early. It's hard to tell uh, what's going on with it. Uh, well, let's jump back into this in a second. We do have a call from Brian here on the Honda Lincoln hotline 402-464-5685. Brian, how are you doing? Hey, good. Is it is it too late to come in on the spring game? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, Go ahead. All right. I'll come in on that and then the, the way too early preseason rankings as well. The spring game I'm looking for, you know, obviously quarterbacks always brought up, and rightfully so, when we got a new quarterback. But if you look at the losses uh, along the defensive line, and I think one thing this league has shown us over the last 10 years, if you can't handle up front, uh, you're just going to have a really, really difficult uh, time winning. And quite honestly, uh, defensive side of the ball is the one to me that has a lot of question marks. Uh, we've lost our two best defensive players. They go in the NFL uh, defensive line. A lot of guys have left and there's a lot of question marks on that side of the ball. And, you know, I'm not going to look at the stats. You have to almost trust your eye test to see, you know, what kind of explosion are these guys showing? Are they showing speed off the edge to rush the passer and, you know, if someone gets a sack, but they're looking slow or they're, you know, their opponent across the line of scrimmage is, you know, young or, or so-so, that's not going to mean a, that much. It's going to be the explosion that's shown, the quickness, the strength. That's not apparent. You know, it's going to be, you know, worrisome to say the least. The other thing I would just say regarding the basketball is I totally agree with the comments made. The other thing is is that we don't even know you know who's going to the all the players in addition to the transfers going you know to the pros. For example, KU, which won obviously last night, we know a couple of stars for sure. But if the NCAA comes down and sanctions them that they have to be out of the tournament a year or two, they're likely going to see three or four other guys. Uh, you know, out of that system as well. So the rankings mean almost virtually nothing right now for basketball. But uh, those are my two takes. Hey, Brian, I do have a follow-up on you, though, right? Because you, you did you did make a very valid point. So I, I, I want you to get your thoughts on that, right? The, the, the interior, as we found, even going on to this last championship series with Alabama and Georgia, would you agree that that's where a lot of the success has been for Georgia over the last five, six years is it comes from their interior to include Alabama. It's like they dominate in the interior and you can see it with your eyes. You can see the type of move that those guys are making. Would you agree or, or, or do you see it differently? And then you can go back and look at all the other champions, but what's your thought? thousand percent agree. Alabama and Georgia along their interior lines, do in the modern day what Nebraska used to do back in their heyday and in the mid-90s. And, and Wisconsin offensive line, to a lesser extent, they're, you know, very good every year. Uh, they're not quite the level Alabama or Georgia is. But you're absolutely right. You know, you know Alabama, Georgia, they get a lot of playmakers, great athletes, no question about it. But the, kind of the – as much or more than anything, they flat out whip you on the line of scrimmage on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. And, mm-hmm. um, you know. I think he got cut off there. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It, but, it, yeah, he made the very, but because, I mean, even when you, if you can go back, uh, Bach, and just really assess over the last five to seven years, 
and just look at defensively what some of those just look at Clemson how they were when they were when they were really getting oh, yeah. done Clemson's defensive front was a beast they, I mean they just would whip you up front and there was just nothing you could do with it you're getting two yards you're behind the chains most of the game uh, their 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 tackles for loss were like very high and then they had great linebackers behind that group that just were able to you know get off their tails and and get in there and make things happen and uh they 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 that's the way I saw it just if I go back and track it you know over the last five or seven well, and that's why I think the loss of, of Cam Jurgens and Damian Daniels with still time left to, to play here in Lincoln was huge. I mean, when you talk about a team that I, I think regardless of whether they're coming back or not, the improvement on the interior, uh, you know, on the, on the offensive line uh, and certainly on the defensive line was going to be important. Um, you know, those are those are the centerpieces to that, right? Mm-hmm. Little, quite literally mm-hmm. the nose tackle and the center, um, which Nebraska would have been. Yeah, success. and Nebraska mm-hmm. would have been really strong with two guys that I think uh, certainly Jurgens, I think Daniels might get drafted, but you know both of them are going to have a look in the in the NFL. And Daniels was really coming on last year. Um, I just, you know, I I think that that might be um, a bigger deal than maybe what was made of it. And there's not much you can do, so I, I don't know why uh, we could just sit around here and stew about it. Like they, they're they're trying to bring in some other guys to make it better, but those are those are some big losses. I think that Nebraska might still field this year. Uh, we also have John here on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. John, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys? Oh, not All too right. Good. Hey, doing great. Rick, you're 100% right. If you look at the NFL, those uh, um, execs build their teams offensive line, defensive line, quarterback. That's how they build first. And so it, it, when we can get our, our minds going, we, we, we got something. Now, the yeah. other thing is, um, Strick, if I remember right, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, there was a spring season when you were out there playing football. Is that? <laughs> do I remember that right? And if yeah, you right, did. I just didn't make it to the spring game. <laughs> <laughs> I was out there. I just didn't make it to the spring game. You know, I think if you have ten, you have ten uh, practices. I probably was in first two. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> As I was asking you how, how close you were to playing too, um, or just oh, kind okay. of run great, through great that question. again. Yeah, I, I was. I was. I was actually close. It, it was. It was kind of one of those things where you wanted to scratch the itch of because football was my best sport. It was. It was actually by far it was my best sport. I was. But I was I was in the same light that I was in basketball. I was ahead of my time. And then you see it progress to what the type of player I would have been on both sides. And I say that to say in football, I wasn't your blaze, get over the top of you, Tyreek Hill type of guy. That just that wasn't me. I could I can catch balls in traffic. If it was thrown in my area, it was caught. Um, if, if, but I was Niles Polish before Niles Paul. So I would have been a hybrid type of receiver. I'm Jimmy Graham-ish, um, um, you know, type of, uh, or, and, and, and I'm not saying this, you know, please excuse, um, you know, the, who, who it is, but what, what's your guy from Florida that, that oh, Hernandez. Prison? Yeah. Aaron, I was Aaron Hernandez type-ish. Yeah. I would have. My body probably, I was 225. I played basketball at 225, so I probably could have got up to 240 easy at playing football. 
So I probably would have been that. Now, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have played on the offensive side, even though they wanted me to. It was crazy. I'll, I'll give you an insight to how it went. I go in there, no playbook. They literally have me on the first team. I'm running against the first team defense. <laughs> They're basically saying, line up here, go in motion, run a, run, run a post, run an, a, 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 you know, a dig, run a five and out, run a 10 and out. Right? You know, they, that, that's how basically I was in the, in the huddle. It was, I had no clue what was going on. They would tell me what was going on. And then it was crazy because it was kind of like, okay, bring him to the defensive side. You know, no, you know, no, he's going to stay over here for right now. So it was like the linebackers, uh, coach Brown and, and um, the linebacker coach was, they were all, they were kind of buying for me. So it was that, that's how it, it kind of went. If they, my spring training. if they would have had a more detailed plan for you, do you think that you might have given it some more thought? Or was it because ultimately, basically, Danny Nee told you to come back on the court, right? Yeah, well, actually, well, let me just say this. I think Danny was, I think Danny said he was fielding calls. Like, basically, NBA scouts were saying, uh, yeah, oh, okay. here, Strick is out there. You know, he may want to get off that that football field if he wants to play at the next level type of deal. Mm. Danny could have been kind of, you know. <laughs> he made that up. <laughs> they were always beefing. They were having beefs about whether or not I was going to play football or let me play football after the season. And, you know, that type of stuff was going on. But I was a walk-on. You know, yeah. I, I'm probably the greatest walk-on in Nebraska <laughs> history because uh, I wasn't a scholarship player. I was a scholarship guy, but I wasn't on a Nebraska scholarship. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the instance for that. And it was the same thing in basketball, Bach. It was like, I wasn't your traditional point guard. I wasn't Mark Jackson. I wasn't, um, um, I, I wasn't like, um, shoot, John Stockton. I wasn't like, you know, the traditional point guards that were out there in my day, the Kenny Andersons. And so, you know, I was just a player. And so a lot of some of the earlier teams tried to mold me into the traditional point guard position just because of my size. And it just so happened that Dallas in at Dallas, they were they were molding me into that 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 mold in that position. But what happened was was our two guards ended up getting hurt. So it was like Tony Dumas went down and George McLeod went down and you know, it was like three of them of our shooting guards were on. And so I kept telling them, I'll guard Jimmy Jackson. I'll guard him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were like, no, nah, at first they're like, no, no, no. And then they realized that, oh, wait, we might have some. He could actually guard Jimmy Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's 6'5", 230, rock diesel. They thought he was just going to do whatever he wanted. That's when they really found out that, you know what, we may have something here. So, yeah, that's a very cool story. It's always it's always nice to jump back and, and kind of run through uh, the come up and, and kind of, you know, we obviously know you're a very uh, successful athlete, but it wasn't always a sure thing. So the kind of the coaches had to maneuver some things around to, to try to get the most out of you. Uh, and, it, and it would have been fascinating to know what you would have done on the football field if uh, Danny didn't get his way there. Um, but uh, yeah, it would have been very it probably would have been very now's polish or it yeah. would have been. It would have been very Terrell Farley-ish, or I would have been like that rover yeah. type of defense Did guy they... who probably blitzed a lot, probably, you know, could, I could cover too. So I, I probably would have, because I played safety also at high school. So yeah. I, I would have been able to kind of probably been that hybrid mode, you know, good 225, 230 pound 
that can run a four five four six. You know, I wasn't fast. And obviously, obviously back then too. Um, you know, when you talk about running out there with the ones, you're talking about seven or eight future NFL players out there on the black shirt defense. Did they have you? Uh, in they the, marked me in the few practices. Oh, I bet they were. They were marked. They were like, oh, is, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they were trying to hit me. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Hey, listen, I made some plays too, though. So, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were smacking me, but I made plays too. I caught balls. So, you know, hey. And obviously, back then, too, it was the option offense. Did they, were they at least kind of pitching you early on? I know it was just two practices, but did they kind of have you as a more of the receiving threat or were you going to be blocking as well? Well, I would have had to block. There's no question. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't have played it. <laughs> That's why I would have went to the they, they, Listen, the defensive yeah. coaches wouldn't have had a problem at all getting me to say, hey, you want to come over here and try? Yes, sir. I definitely <laughs> do. I love the black shirts back then. I wanted to hit people. I didn't want to get hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's take a quick break here on On the Block. When we come back, it'll be time for Hitting the Hardwood, uh, our daily segment toward the NBA. Today's uh, uh, sheet, or as far as what we're going to talk about here, Memphis – Basketball, are they the real deal? Or do you believe in them? I mean, there's a few teams as we head into the playoffs that uh, have some great regular season records, but are they for real once it gets down to the playoffs? Also, are the 76ers imploding behind the scenes, and is Joel Embiid helping his cause for MVP or hurting it by looking so desperate and in, in going ahead and saying that if he doesn't get it this year, he thinks there's something against him or Philadelphia altogether? Uh, we'll talk about it next year on the block on 93. 3-7 the ticket.